Welcome to the Now Life Podcast, where we are passionate about encouraging people to experience the abundant life Jesus came to give. The Now Life is a term that describes the life we have the privilege to live now as a disciples of Jesus. We do this for the glory of God and for the sake of others until we see Jesus face to face. I am your host, Sean Jones. Hey guys, I hope you are all doing well. I'm so glad to be back with you. I'm glad that you're able to take some time and listen in. I want to remind you that one of the important elements of the Now Life podcast is capturing and telling the stories of how God is working through us all as we live the Now Life. We want to celebrate and give God the praise and glory he deserves. So email me at the now life at dscchurch.com and let's connect. I want to hear those stories. I want to hear about how God is using you in your life, whether you had an opportunity to minister to someone who knew the Lord or who didn't. I want to I want to hear how you're living on mission, you know, as we show Jesus with our lives and we share Jesus with our lips. We have lots of opportunities to give God the glory in those um, times and in the in our life. And whether we're at work or on the street with a stranger, it doesn't make a difference. But we need to tell people about these things. It's awesome how God is everywhere doing things in all kinds of people. So don't forget, connect with me and let's talk about that. I want to share a story. I had just a, an awesome opportunity to talk to a couple of ladies, but I want to talk to you about one. Her name is Kalani, and I'm sure you're going to be able to get to hear more about her and maybe even have her on the show or see her around in church. But Kalani uh, was hearing the call to be baptized, and she'd been coming to Desert Springs since about February, if my memory serves me correct. So she reached out to us and said she was interested. And one of the things that we do is Robin, she is one of our um, um, ladies that work up in the front office. She, she loves baptism time and she gets to call all the folks who are interested and talk to them about their relationship with God. So she gave Kalani a call and started asking her some questions to find out kind of where she was. And she was not confident that Kalani had a relationship with Jesus. And I I don't believe Kalani was confident uh, of that either, but she felt God's drawing. She felt, you know, that she had a relationship in the sense that God has kind of been in her life, but wasn't quite sure what she would do you know, at the end of her life, if she stood before God, what, what would it take to be able to enter into his presence and, or if she was even going to go to heaven. So it was cool. Robin got to uh, schedule some time for her to come in and meet with me. And we got to talking and Kalani is just a, a sweet lady. And she was very honest and, and willing to listen and answer questions. And, you know, I remember talking a little bit about sin and, and why we need the savior and having this conversation with her. And, um, you know, it was, it was that moment you, you kind of see the light bulb come on. And it isn't that Kalani didn't know she was a sinner or anything like that. But when we talked about how the law um, is like our tutor, it leads us to Christ Jesus so that we can be justified. As I began to talk about these things, I remember saying, you know, not not without uh, seriousness, but kind of jokingly too, like, man, like I, I probably sinned 20 seconds ago. And she's like, I'm, I'm a walking sinner, you know, and the reality is that's what sin is. It's a pervasive issue. It's tainted us. And and though we try to be good, though we may be moral people in, in reality, um, sin is, is a big deal, especially when you define it the way God does anything that we do that displeases him. So it was so awesome getting to talk to her and tell her about the Savior and why Jesus had to come, that he came and he suffered and died for our sins. And, and she understood that. Yeah, he conquered death and he, he's offering forgiveness to everyone who would put their faith and trust in him alone. And she decided that day that that's what she was going to do. And I got to sit there with her as she prayed and she called on the name of the Lord. She, she asked him to for, forgive her. And, and it's just, uh, it's such a cool moment when you get used 
to be able to lead someone to the Lord and see them make that decision of faith to trust in Jesus and just to be there to continue to encourage her and walk with her. And the cool thing is she's going to, she's getting ready to be baptized too. So I know uh, she's going to be baptized on August 28th. So by the time this episode airs, Lord willing, she'll, she will have been baptized. So I'm just excited. She's become a disciple of Jesus. So Honestly, guys, the question is the same for her as it is for anyone who has come to trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that is, what is Jesus' desired outcome for his disciples? Like, what does he want us to become? So let's talk about a disciple real quick. What is it? You know, a disciple is a follower, a learner, someone who is becoming like the one they are following. And when I think about a disciple of Jesus, they should be becoming more like Jesus. That's the whole point. They're learning to lovingly obey all that he's commanded. So when we think about his word, we think um, that his words are true. And Jesus wants us to believe that. He wants us to believe that his words are true. He wants us to love him and follow his commands. Jesus wants us to become like him so that we can live like him. And I was reminded as I was thinking about um, today's episode, uh, just these, these, these calls to discipleship, these calls to follow Jesus that he uh, gives us in the scriptures. And uh, in Mark 8, 34, 35, verses 34 and 35, let's listen to what Jesus says. And the scriptures say, and he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. And this is a a verse, I remember memorizing Luke 9.23, which is the same uh, in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, it's been around in my life for a long time since I, I started to follow Jesus. But there are some strong um, words in here. And the, the one that I think is the crux of our relationship, the one that really is the command that we have to pay attention to is that one where Jesus says he must deny himself. This is the crux of our relationship with God and fulfilling the rest of that verse. So, you know, how can we take up our cross? How can we identify with Jesus? How can we follow him if we don't deny ourselves? So we'll talk a little bit more about this, but let's just pause here for a second. We think about a relationship, especially one following God, following Jesus. Um, you know, if, if we can't find a spot in our life, in our heart to say um, that I'm wrong and you're right, that I, I if I can't come to that place of recognizing my desperate need for help, then really what I'm, I'm going to end up doing is, is staying um, in a place of pride. Maybe I'm going to continue to trust in myself. I'm going to continue to um, do what I want. I'm going to try and please my desires. And God is saying that as you follow him, all that has to change. And that's what's best for us. And and as we think about this being God's word, we, we got to come to the conclusion that if Jesus said this, then it's what's best for us. And it's right. And that God wants us to follow it. He wants us to do what he says. So we must deny ourselves. So if you want to live the abundant life that Jesus came to give, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. And we think about taking up our cross I like to just define that as um, I'm identifying with Jesus. I'm identifying with the Savior of the world, that he is my Lord, my Savior, and I'm willing to take on anything that comes with that identification, whether that's persecution, whether that's you know somebody pointing the finger and laughing at me, maybe that's just me being uncomfortable, even to the point of, 
of death. And I know that often we don't think about those things, but Jesus is saying, hey, you got to come with me and you got to be like me. You're going to become like me. So that means people are going to give you a hard time. They're going to persecute you. And he even said that to the disciples. So there's going to be times where it may be difficult. We may live life and no one ever says anything to us. But honestly, the life of denial, uh, a life where we say, God, you're first, is the only life that's going to help us to be able to experience what God came to give. That's the truth. So we have to start to think about those things in a way that would move us to action and taking those daily decisions and making them obedient to Christ and saying, is this about you or is this about me? And I think that having the right motivation is going to help us to, to do that. And God, thankfully, has done everything that we need so that we can have that motivation. You know, so I just want to pause here for a second. And I think about this story with Kalani. And I think about how Robin could have just called and uh, just said, hey, it's so great. You want to be baptized? Yeah, that's awesome. Come on out, you know, come to the class and so on and so forth. And avoided any sort of awkward conversation, asking her about her faith, trying to find out if she believed that that could have been how it worked out. Or when Kalani came in, I could have done the same thing. I maybe just didn't want to feel uncomfortable by questioning where she was with the Lord. But in reality, if, if we would have done that, you know, God could have been faithful and brought someone else into her life. But we would have missed out on that reward. We would have missed out on following Jesus and seeing her come to know Christ that day in the classroom. You know, seeing her life changed forever um, and, and seeing the excitement on her face and just helping to come alongside her and, and help her to become more like Jesus. We would miss all of that. I wouldn't be able to sit here and tell you about that story. I couldn't tell you about God's faithfulness. You know, and, and I just use as an example in our lives, we have to look at the situations that we're in each and every day and decide, am I going to go to work today and follow Jesus? Am I going to deny myself and do what's right? You know, am I going to, you know, be uncomfortable and, and, and serve him well while I'm here? This is important. So let's look at this scripture. It should be familiar to you guys. Mark 12 verses 30 to 31. Jesus said, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. And this was in response to somebody asking him, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus gave us that. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Folks, when I hear these words of Jesus, I hear God saying, Sean, you can no longer be number one in your life. You must deny yourself and love me with all you have and love others as yourself. This is best for you. There is no other commandment greater for you to follow. So friends, when, when I think about God's word and I think about what Jesus says and I think about who he is, when he says these things to me, I can either go my own way. I can either interpret it in a way that makes me happy, or I can choose to believe the things that Jesus says and understand them the way he meant them. So for me, I want to recognize these things. I want to see them as God's commands. I want to be able to follow him and do the things that are pleasing to him. And when we recognize God's love for us, it is much easier to deny ourselves and love him. 1 John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. So 
Jesus isn't trying to make uh, things difficult and muddy up the water. I think he he did a really good job. Um, some may say perfect, um, a perfect job at, at helping us to understand who he is and what he wants us to become as disciples. And remember, whether it's Kalani who just came to know the Lord or, or you or me who's been following the Lord for years, God is wanting us to become like him. He's wanting us to do things that would change us. It's not about more information per se. It's it's about transformation. And unfortunately, in our culture, especially in America, it's, it's sometimes um, consumeristic. It's about what we get. It's about us. It's about how much more information. What's that next class? What's that next study? I can't wait to get more. But we don't do anything with that information. God intended us to have the truth so that the truth would set us free. He wanted us to know his word so that we could do his word. He wanted us to be like him. So we have to make that switch. And I think that self-denial is um, a part of that and recognizing that God loves us. God loves me. And so he calls me to deny myself and to follow him, to love him with everything I got. And then therefore love others. So if we come to that place of understanding those things, um, it's going to help us definitely in our walk with Jesus. It's going to help us to live the now life in a way that's pleasing to him. So let's think about this. If we follow Mark 12, that verse, um, that great commandment, um, let's, let's apply that to this statement. Jesus wants us to believe his words are true. So if we love the Lord your God, if we love Jesus, we love God with everything we have, then we should believe his words are true. He wants us to love him and follow his commands. If we're loving God with all we have, then we should follow his commands. He wants us to become like him so that we can live like him. If we are loving him with all we have, then we should live like him. And I believe that's that second part of that great commandment, that we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it, I don't think the life is necessarily easy. Self-denial and following God can be challenging. Anytime you have to go against your own uh, desires and wants, that, that's difficult. That's hard. But God says it's best, especially for his glory and for the sake of others. So the key here is, is that we understand his word. We know his word so that we can live by his word. But it all starts with understanding how much he loved us. That's why we walk in that relationship, seeing our desperate need for a Savior and for Jesus as Lord in our lives so that we can be transformed and we can become all that he wants us to be. That's what pushes us into relationship. He loved us first so we can love him in return. We see his worth and value in our lives, and we want to worship him. We want to serve him. We want to honor him with our lives. We're willing to offer up our lives as a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable. It's, a, it's our act of worship, as Paul says in Romans 12, and we want to do that if we love God. If we're struggling with our relationship and we're far from him and we don't really know him, we don't really understand his love for us, it's going to be hard to love him back. So God wants us as disciples ultimately to become like him. And the best way to do that is to understand his love for us so that we can deny ourselves and love him. We are no longer first. He is first. That's what that great commandment says. So when we deny ourselves, practically, we're just saying, God, you're number one in my life. I want to love you first. I want to serve you first. 
help me to follow you. Help me to take up that cross. Help me to just serve you in any way that I can for your glory. And, you know, here at Desert Springs, we have, you know, it's a discipleship pathway, basically that practical, simple, and intentional plan to move followers of Jesus to become mature disciples. A lot of times folks think that they may be further down the road than they actually are. And when they're confronted with a verse like this or something like um, telling you to go love your neighbor, uh, especially with your lips, sharing about Jesus, that's a challenging thing to even mature disciples because you really do have to deny yourself. If you want kind of uh, one of those things that's a flesh killer, go out and talk to somebody about Jesus and, and, and face your fears and face your desire to be comfortable and um, be like Jesus. You know, I'm reminded of that great act in the garden. Folks, think about this. Jesus, the picture of Jesus praying in the garden before he is, is going to go to the cross. And Jesus was in agony. You know, he, he wanted that cup to be passed from him, and he even asked for it, if that could happen. But his response was, let your will be done. And I'm so thankful that Jesus denied himself, denied his own will only to please the Father and to serve him. We benefited from that. The world benefits from that. That our Savior suffered. He suffered in that garden. He chose to deny himself and to take up that cross and to do what was right, to follow the commands of God. He was the Messiah. He, that was his plan. Jesus would have to suffer and die. And his Father loved us so much. He demonstrated that and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And when we think about those moments, it's definitely going to help us to be motivated to love God and to serve him when we focus on how much he loved us and how much he's done for us. So when we think about our, our pathway here at Desert Springs, we talk about those things that we want disciples to do. We're here to, we exist to make disciples. That's why the church exists, all right? And we want you to engage with God and connect with others and live on mission and ultimately do all those things to multiply. And we talk about those things every time we get a chance to because we want you to, to get involved. We want you to be a part of what God wants you to become. And one of the things we do here, uh, we have what is called Living on Mission, and, and we're, we're currently talking about that Who's Your One campaign. Like, who's that person that God has put into your life that you can begin to engage and you can live on mission with, that you can begin to show Jesus with your life and share Jesus with your lips? And that's an important thing because we, we can be intentional when we start to think that way. Uh, if we just wait around for God to put someone in our lap, we typically never experience that. So when we think more with an intentional plan to live on mission, we can then engage those people in our lives that need to hear about Christ. And we have an, uh, an evangelism and equipping ministry here. And our mission in the evangelism ministry is to equip and impassion followers of Jesus to share the gospel as a way of life. And what I wanted to do is give you some values, these things that we discuss in our evangelism training that we believe will help you. Um, it'll, it'll guide and shape the culture of an evangelistic lifestyle. So if you want to become more like Christ, you have to think and act like Jesus. And we believe those values will help you. So we went through these, uh, me and a couple of my interns a couple of years ago, Bella and Tyler helped me out with this. And I really felt like these helped to demonstrate the heart of the disciple. And here they are. Number one, demonstrate love. So if we want to be like Jesus, we got to demonstrate love. We will show a selfless love for God and others. Jesus was perfect at that. Number two, we're going to follow Jesus intimately. As we follow Jesus closely with a loving obedience, he will teach us everything we need to know. 
If you need to know something, follow him. Stay close. Number three, sacrificial willingness. This is probably one of my favorites. They're all my favorite, I guess, but I talk about this one a lot because I think it's really in relation to that call to self-denial. This talks about that. So sacrificial willingness. We are willing to be uncomfortable for God's glory and for the sake of others. When's the last time you thought about that and said, I'm willing to do that? I'm willing to be uncomfortable for you, God, and for that person who needs to know you. Number four, we're going to live available. And that means we are both interruptible and intentional with our time for eternal purposes. So I'm going to put you on my calendar, God. I'm going to put those people on my calendar. That one person that I want to meet, I'm going to schedule some time for coffee. I'm going to schedule some time for lunch. I'm going to do something, whatever it is they like, and I want to hang out with them and take steps to live on mission with them. We have to be intentional with sharing the gospel. You never will. It's just the way it is. I don't care who you ask. It does not just pop out of your mouth without planning in the, in the sense of like without being intentional, saying, I'm going to share my faith. I'm going to take this step and ask questions and talk to them about God. We got to live available. We got to be interruptible. So sometimes God brings us opportunities, divine appointments, and we need to be ready, whatever they may be. It could be somebody knocking at the door at church here and they just need to use the restroom and God can use that. And he has, he's done that with me in the last couple of weeks. And we get to minister to people who are thinking about suicide and you don't even know that, but they come back a week later and tell you, we just have to be willing to be uncomfortable, be interruptible. And lastly, but not leastly, we need to depend on God. We rely on God with a humble attitude that demonstrates faith in his character, his word, and his power. I believe these five values, if we begin to apply them in our life, taking steps to to get better at them, they are going to allow us to produce fruit. We're going to see a life that desires to Um, be more like Jesus, both in our character and in our actions. So demonstrate love, follow Jesus intimately, sacrificial willingness, live available, depend on God. I will put these values in the show notes so you'll be able to see them, copy them, write them down. Uh, We'll have some different, different, uh, different things to help you out with that. So Jesus is he, he, he desires us to love God, right? Jesus's words, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. This should be the driving motivation to live out these values, which will guide and shape our culture to evangelize and make disciples as a way of life. If you want to be a disciple, you got to start being like Jesus. If you want to be like Jesus, but you got to deny yourself. That's the truth. You guys, I'm so glad that you spent time with us. I hope that you know, you were both challenged and encouraged today. I believe that if you know Jesus, that he is your Lord and Savior, that you see his goodness and you understand that he is Lord, that he is in charge and that we want our lives to be submitted to him. And if we want that power, we want that power of transformation. We need to be submitted to the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way it's going to happen. As we allow God to change us, as we deny ourselves, those things are going to happen. And we're going to see that God begins to use us in ways we never thought we could. Here's a takeaway for today. If you want to live the abundant life that Jesus came to give now, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. And let me repeat that. If you want to live the abundant life that Jesus came to give now, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. 
Thanks for hanging with us, you guys. Just uh, so happy to be able to meet you here on the Now Life. Love to see you face to face or connect via email. If you guys need anything at all, please just contact me and I will be in touch soon. The email is thenowlife at dscchurch.com. Until next time, go live the Now Life. Thanks for listening to The Now Life, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. The Now Life is hosted by Sean Jones and produced by Brittany and Brandon Petrie and me, Sarah Shallow. If you like our podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, leave a review, and if you want more information, please visit dscchurch.com.